0: welcome welcome everybody i hope all you savages had a great weekend great week uh, i'm actually recording this monday night so it should be available by tuesday for anybody who listens this is fat kid for life episode 14 i believe yeah i'm pretty sure we're on episode 14 Let me take a look here yeah 14 huh coming up on that 20 mark right there uh Not that big of a deal, but, you know, consistency is key, so I'm keeping up with this. Not going to lie, I was a little, uh, not discouraged, not the right word. I wasn't really discouraged, like depressed or anything. I was just like, man, I don't know if I feel like recording. But I was like, you know, you can't do that, you know. Because like I said, I'm not in this for money, so that wasn't the reason I wasn't feeling like recording. I have a lot of congestion, you're going to hear me sniffling in the mic all throughout the whole podcast. So, be ready, taking water breaks, trying to breathe. I just wasn't feeling it, but I was like, you know, got to put in the work if you want to make something, make a podcast into something, you know, you can't just skip weeks and stuff like I've done in the past, you know, due to circumstances that, you know, I actually probably still could have recorded. The only time I really had an excuse was when I was in Georgia and I didn't have any recording equipment and I could not for the life of me, even with Google, figure out to make my uh, iPhone record longer. But, uh, it's going great, I'm loving it, uh, but let's go ahead and jump right in y'all, uh, again, hope everybody's having a good week, hope you had a good weekend, uh, I had a great weekend actually, uh, fun fact about the original, the OG, Fat Kid for Life here, the official, Colby here, your host, uh, I love board games, actually, uh, let me take that back, I love anything that has to do with competition. Anything where I can win, that I want to do it. Sports, board games, hacky sack, anything. I'm down. But uh, we'll jump right in here. Definitely have some coffee stuff to go over with y'all. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, official fat kid for life, you'll see that I posted a picture of my my ten shot. Uh, Starbucks. Where, where my sponsor at? I need that sponsorship because, uh, I'm pretty sure I've put about 20% of my yearly income into your business. I should just get stock in Starbucks and canes, raising canes, chicken fingers, that is. But, uh, I love Starbucks. Uh, A lot of people don't. And it might be that I've just acquired a taste for their coffee because they're everywhere. It's like McDonald's. Like when McDonald's has been so big for so long, like they have those faithful customers. that think their food is amazing, but they don't know because, well, they might know, but you've just come so accustomed to it, you love it so much, and you acquire that taste for it, that it's something you crave, and maybe that's what Starbucks has done to me. What have you done to me, Starbucks? (laughs) Not really, I'm not upset about it. But I have my normal 10 shot tonight. Uh, I feel like one day my heart might rip out my chest, but I don't really feel that high of an effect from the caffeine, I'm not going to lie. Uh, if I did, I would tell y'all, um, but it's a 10 shot espresso, no cream, no room for cream or anything like that. Uh, it tastes phenomenal. I don't even, I, I probably was just being stupid the first time I ordered it, but then I realized like, Hey, wait, this tastes smoother than getting like a uh, regular grande Americano. But I probably was just doing it stupid for one of my, like when I was with a bunch of friends being done, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get 10 shot espresso and be off the walls. And it really didn't do that much for me as far as energy-wise. But I think your body can build an immune immunity to caffeine. At least I believe that. Because like energy drinks and stuff don't really do much for me. There's one energy drink that does. Uh, it's called Bang. I love it. But uh, that's about the only thing. Uh, and as far as coffee goes, I've been just drinking uh, Starbucks. You know, their regular Pike roast is what they usually have brewed. And I don't ask them to brew anything else. I should because I need more things to talk about here on the podcast regarding coffee but I don't ask them to brew me anything else. I just go ahead and take the pipe because I usually go to Starbucks to get some work done or practice guitar. So I'm not trying to wait for my coffee. I'm trying to drink it and then begin what I'm doing or drink it while I'm doing what I'm doing. But, uh, as far as coffee, let's see the two things I've done, of course, the espresso, I did the 10 shot again. Uh, I felt absolutely no effect from it this time. Uh, or maybe I just don't know it. Maybe it's helping me and I don't know it cause I stay up normally anyways. Uh, like right now it's 11 o'clock PM. I'll probably won't go to bed till two o'clock, maybe three. It it just depends on how I feel. Uh, there are some nights where I go to bed as early as midnight, which for me is early. I I mean, the earliest I usually go to bed is like one o'clock, uh, which I need to stop doing because I really am trying to get motivated to work out again, but I am, uh, we'll talk about the fitness section. Let me stay on track here. So for coffee, I've been doing the espresso from, uh, Starbucks, I didn't like their light espresso. So I didn't want to try the 10 shot in that because my one free drink and I don't get free drinks very often because I only spend like $2 at Starbucks because I get because I'm a gold member. I get their regular pike coffee and I get free refills. So I get a tall coffee and I drink like as many cups as I can in the time that I'm there. And I'm usually there for like a minimum of an hour and a half, two hours. So I get quite a bit of coffee in. So uh, I enjoy that. Uh, And I actually have grown to like their Pike. It's, it's strong enough because it's Starbucks. Any other place that had like a medium roast, it probably wouldn't be like McDonald's. uh, I like their coffee, but it's pretty weak to me. Uh, Back to what I was saying. though. So I did the espresso 10 shot, had no effect on me, or at least I I don't feel like it did. Uh, Come to think of it, I do feel like I'm talking a little fast, but my heart rate's not up. I don't feel like my pulse is know higher than usual i can't breathe so maybe i'm talking faster than having to gasp for air but uh <clears throat> i don't know i just i love that drink i don't know it tastes good like try it just try it one time well i don't know don't uh, i don't don't do it because i said try it if you don't try it but don't blame me if your heart beats out of your chest so because not everybody has a tolerance for caffeine like i do uh and i actually thought about stopping drinking coffee for like a month so I could like w- maybe wean that tolerance down and then uh, wean off that tolerance I think that's the right way to say it I don't know basically get rid of the tolerance that I have to caffeine so that it would affect me again but I feel like it would like my gut can take a lot of coffee like coffee's acidic like that much coffee doesn't like give me the runs you know just being honest it doesn't do it to me and a lot of people would that have said like that doesn't make you go to the bathroom and it hasn't like it doesn't so other thing I tried that I was uh, surprised about was uh, by request I just tried the normal one because I wanted to make sure it didn't affect the flavor of my coffee too much but it's the bulletproof coffee uh, I used a tablespoon of Onnit's MCT oil unflavored a uh, regular coffee in the Nespresso And I used, it was probably in about an eight ounce glass, but I used two tablespoons of butter and that was way too much butter for that, that eight ounce glass. So it did affect the taste and the texture a little bit. Not so much that I couldn't drink it. One second here. Gotta lubricate the throat hole. Anyways, uh. So not so much that it, like, made it bad, but I definitely could feel and taste the butter. Even though it was unsalted butter, you know, butter still has a taste to it. Uh, It made it kind of thick, and I didn't like that very much. The flavor was fine. Uh, I drank it all, but it was just – and I also think that because uh, I used so much butter to the little bit of coffee that I used, that it was separating faster. And so, like, I had this layer of, like, thin coffee, and then I'd get this thick, like, swig of, like, buttery – I don't know, it just wasn't that great uh, unless I mixed it together again. Uh, But I I liked it a lot, and for those that do keto, it's a lifesaver because anybody you ask that does keto, uh, the ketogenic diet, it is so hard to get all your fats in, especially if you can't afford all the ketones and all that stuff. It's hard to get your fats in and watch your macros. It is work, so uh, I don't know how they do it i'm still struggling here you know i've been doing better on my portions and stuff but been struggling uh and we'll talk about that more in the food section as well but uh, as far as coffee goes the bulletproof coffee was good if i had a squirt because as a coffee drinker like i could drink this as a supplement i guess is what i mean i could drink one cup of this as a supplement and i'd be fine with that but i'd almost rather just go ahead and take my mct oils use a lot of butter in my cooking and eat avocados because i like my coffee normal and I usually – if I'm going to supplement something as a drink, I like it to be like a apple cider vinegar with lemon in it or something like that because I feel like that that will affect my body more. Uh, and the Bulletproof Coffee uh, is just for like the fats really. And I feel like I couldn't get those in throughout the other day and other stuff. Even though it's hard, you would have to make yourself. I feel like for me, I'd be willing to eat more fats rather than use that drink because – if I use that drink and try to drink as much water as I try to drink a gallon a day and try to get the lemon water in, it's going to be really tough to to meet that uh, liquid goal. Because uh, even if I drink coffee, if I start drinking coffee at the beginning of the day, I will not even be done with half a gallon of water at 2 o'clock. So uh, you really have to try what works for you best. Uh, if you like the bullet coffee, I know a lot of people like to put uh, cacao in it, um honey no, not honey, Uh, stevia, sorry, Uh, stevia and and stuff like that in it, or uh, coconut whip and stuff like that, and they'll blend that in there and make it almost like like a cream coffee, so if that's what you need to get you through, by all means do that, I just like my coffee plain, always have, I think I always will, I recently tried, again, getting a little flavored, whatever, and it's just not for me. (coughs) So <coughs> forgive all this disgusting, like snorting and sniffling I'm doing, but, uh, I just enjoy my coffee too much normal to change it up. Uh, but, uh, bulletproof, let me see what I'd give it as far as a score. Cause I think it also depends on the coffee you use and I don't think I used a very strong coffee. I think that would have helped as well, but being unbiased towards coffee, if I was using it as a supplement, I'd give the bullet coffee at like an eight out of 10 eight or nine out of 10, just because, excuse me, uh, it doesn't affect the flavor too much. Uh, so you can still drink a cup of coffee and not, uh, get off your routine too much. Like if you drink a cup of coffee a day, you could easily throw this in and it not affect as long as you, you know, get your ratios right. Uh, then you can throw this into your cup of coffee and it not affect your routine. And that's what I liked about it a lot. Uh, the only downside was for me was because I didn't do the portions right Uh, the proportion uh, coffee to butter you know the MCT oil doesn't have any effect because it was just one tablespoon but the butter was two tablespoons and that eight ounces and I think that really uh, made a difference Uh, I emulsified it not emulsified it I can't get my words right I blended it up in a little uh, those little like shake blenders you press it down and it blends it and it blended really well so uh, there's no problems there there's no like beads in it I know a lot of people like if you just put your butter in coffee or if you just put your oil in coffee and try to stir it up you'll have all these beads and it kind of settles at the top so you're kind of just drinking the MCT's anyways which that's how I've always preferred to do things okay so like for my coffee I just drink a regular cup coffee I'll drink the MCT oil the two tablespoons of MCT oil the butter, I don't know if I could just drink that, but MC2 oil, I've always done. I've just drink it. It works for me. Uh, it doesn't bother me. I've always had the mindset that it's not about taste or texture, or flavor, or anything like that. It's about what it's doing for you. You know, I wish I could develop that about food. I've only been able to do that with supplements. <laughs> I wish I could just eat kale all day and be like, oh. well, not just kale, like kale and steak all day and be like, ah, oh, it's not about what it tastes like. It's not what it does for your body, but um, which I think I actually think I could eat steak and kale all day. That sounds good. Um, I guess that's a good way to section a segue into the food section here. Uh, that's really all I have on coffee. You know, I only the only things I really try different. I already talked about the illy coffee in the last episode, uh, my favorite coffee. Um, now I've talked about the bulletproof coffee. um, don't expect any more reviews on the bulletproof coffee. I might try some different recipes for the normal one, but well, I might, I don't know yet because, uh, it's hard for me to be unbiased with coffee when it has stuff in it. I can be unbiased when it's a normal cup of coffee. Like if I'm trying community Starbucks and Folgers, I can be completely unbiased towards those three cups. I don't have any one favorite. I might have one that I know tastes better, but I'm not going to be like, Oh, well I like Starbucks because it's Starbucks or community because it's community and no not Folgers because that's just the You know junk brand or whatever, you know, I don't I don't act like that with normal coffee, but when it comes to like Flavored stuff I would automatically say that I don't like the flavored Compared to the normal just because I always pr- have preferred my coffee normal and any flavored coffee I've ever had Just doesn't taste right to me. It's not good So uh, I think that's it for the coffee section. You know, uh, th- again, anybody who's listening, I know I don't have very many listeners uh, bu- or many subscribers, but if you're listening, if you come across this podcast and you want to see something reviewed when it comes to coffee from like a normal person's perspective, uh, who can be unbiased towards things, hit me up. Uh, you can uh, DM me on Instagram, official Fat Kid for Life. Uh, Twitter is original fkfl. And You know, I'll answer those questions. I'm more than happy to do that um, Yeah, but that's it on the coffee section, uh, let's see here next would be food of course love food You heard me earlier say I should buy stock in uh, Cane's Raising Cane's chicken fingers that is the absolute truth because my reason is I am Addicted to it, and it's not the chicken fingers, okay? It's not the fried chicken fingers. It's the sauce. But the thing is, I don't know how they've done it, but they've engineered that sauce and those chicken fingers that they're the only two that really go together. Only Cane's food goes with Cane's sauces. I've had a sauce with Cane's and tried it with other chicken fingers, other stuff, and it just doesn't work for me. And and that's me being unbiased because I love their sauce, but when I tried it with other stuff, I'm just like, Man, this does not work because I usually like uh, cream gravy white gravy with my uh, any chicken. I have Really anything I have but uh, It just did not work. I don't know what was wrong with it, but it was not good uh, But my two downfalls are definitely Raising canes chicken Trips, and water burger I love both of those places could eat at them daily and As a matter of fact for Canes, I usually do eat at that place daily if I haven't made my lunch or haven't pre uh, packed lunches Then I'll eat at Canes quite a bit, which isn't good. <laughs> Not good at all um, I enjoy Canes too much I was actually trying to win there like Canes one love challenge But I wasn't paying attention didn't know you had to keep your game pieces and all I have left is the one I need the one on the one love, so anybody out there listening, if you have the one, I'll split the, I'll split the prize with you, but, uh, I don't have my game pieces, I thought, I didn't know you had to keep them, so I would just put the codes in and throw them away, so it doesn't make sense to me why you have to keep the game pieces, as long as you've put the codes in, that shows that you've, whether you got them from a friend or whatever, but anyways, uh, also it tracks the game pieces, so I don't know why you need to keep them, um, yeah, but I probably need to stop eating canes someone told me to buy stock and canes and that's when I knew I probably had a problem uh, What I was saying earlier about the ketogenic diet is that I've been slowly but surely trying to move towards that I've really been doing intermittent fasting and I haven't been really trying to I just don't eat when I go to work And then when I get off work, it's like five o'clock. So then I'll eat Today I probably I ate around well, I ate around five again And of course, it's like water burger so I know that uh, I didn't today, but what I need to do is make sure I'm taking my vitamins when I'm eating like that so I'm at least getting some kind of nutrient-rich source. And what I mean by vitamins is I have this uh, greens powder, and it helps you get all your trace vitamins and you know things that you need on a daily basis that you don't get even if you eat healthy because uh, it's, it's hard to get the vitamins you need even if you eat healthy. Uh, I think you'd have to seriously sit down and strategically plan out each meal to make sure you have each vitamin that you need with each meal and that's way out of my league as far as what I'm able to do or what I want to have time for so uh, I'm slowly but surely wanting to move towards the ketogenic diet or at least a low carb high fat version like where I do it all day but then at night when I eat I eat whatever I want Cause I feel like if I, and also I feel like if I work out at night and I don't eat till after I work out, then, uh, you know, that's going to restore my glycogen. I did hear, I can't remember who it was, what their name was, but I heard on, uh, when they were talking on the ketogenic diet, how they tried it out and what they would do. Cause, uh, people burn carbs differently. So some people can stay in ketosis with a hundred grams of carbs or less. And some people have to stay at that lower threshold of like 20 to 30 grams or less. I don't know what it is for me. So I want to get that tested and see how, how high my carbon take can be and still stay in ketosis. Because what I would do is just eat like healthy all day, like just normal foods. And then whatever's for dinner, I would just eat, but I would also need to get back to doing vigorous workouts daily, or at least like a vigorous workout than like a pretty intense yoga section the yoga session, you know, and switch those off. I Keep reading all this stuff uh, you Know about the ketogenic diet and how it affects your body and I, I Haven't heard anything bad except for like people that have I believe it's type 2 diabetes It can cause you to have ketoacidosis Which is basically your blood becoming acidic and you die so, uh, I don't have much detail on it cause I didn't read that much on it cause I don't have diabetes or anything like that. Um, but, uh, so everything I've read is amazing about ketogenic. It's just crazy because it's so hard to keep up with, uh, when you have a schedule that changes, like my work schedule is, is, uh, not static, but my lifestyle schedule is like when I'm able to work out or when I'm able to eat. Or, you know, with Bible quiz tournaments for my daughter, you know, uh, different functions that we have, like with our church and stuff like that. It's hard to coordinate eating right all the time. Uh, Another thing is I was reading, not reading, I heard more on ketones. And so I want to do a little more research on that. And I'll get back to you all on the ketone research because it might not be that all bad for you if you have ketones and you're eating carbs. Basically, uh, how I heard it explained, I think it was on the JRE was that a guy was talking about how he takes ketones, but still eats what he wants. And so because he's able to, he, he has the type of, uh, genetics where he can eat like 75 to a hundred grams of carbs a day and still stay in ketosis. And so what he does is he takes these ketones and still eats these carbs. And he said that he's basically getting the cognitive, uh, enhancement, and uh, slow, um, slow burn, uh, fat stores from, uh, the ketogenic diet, but also getting that, that burst of energy you would get from a carb, a high carbohydrate diet. So, uh, that's insane because if you are able to do that, that's basically, uh, the closest I think we could get to like taking steroids naturally to be able to have that slow burning energy that gives you long endurance, but then also mixed in with it while being able to have that longer endurance have that uh, high power output so uh, if that's true that's insane but I don't know how you could have ketones in the body as well as uh, the they have keep your glycogen stores up because I don't know how your body would be reacting to the fats uh, if you have glycogen I feel like it would just store the fat because it's gonna use glycogen first. But, uh, I'm guessing like if you use like an explosive exercise, it'll deplete those glycogen stores, but still give you the endurance from the ketogenics. I'm sorry, from the ketones that are in the blood, uh, bloodstream. But, uh, again, I'm not a scientist. I haven't done enough research on this to, this is just what I've pulled from a little bit of reading and listening to someone who has actually done this. So don't take what I'm saying for it. I mean, don't take my word for it. Do your own research. You know, go out there and uh, research it yourselves. I like to bring some information to the table, uh, even if I haven't researched it completely, to give you all something to chew on. But uh, I always go up, end up going back and researching it, and then talking about it on here in more depth. So definitely plan on doing that in the future. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, I have this weird pain in my collarbone. It does not feel good. Uh, but I'm savage. My body is indestructible. Um, the only thing that can harm me is God, so. Not really, I'm just playing. Uh, but, well, I'm just playing about the only thing that can harm me is God. I could fall down and break my neck tomorrow, but I don't want that to happen or anything, but, uh, I am a savage, though, which you already know, so. You've seen my Instagram. I don't play. Um, yeah, but I guess I guess that's it on food, the diet thing. Uh, I can't decide. You know, I'm so torn between what I want to do because of like uh, ultimately, I would love to do keto. I've talked about this multiple times. I just don't believe I have the discipline for it. And I'm just being honest. You know, I'd like to say, oh yeah, I'm doing keto starting tomorrow. Bam. But I just don't think I have the discipline to make that drastic of an of a lifestyle change. I would love to see what my body can do on it and, like, how crazy it it makes you as far as, like, I- endurance and your athletic ability. I want to do some more in-depth research on it, actually, because I've heard, and I've said this before, too, that it loo- you lose your explosive ability. And I don't like that. Uh, as a big guy, that's probably one of my, like, if I do jiu-jitsu or I do any type of sport, that's one of my biggest pros is being able to be explosive as a giant. Like, I I shouldn't say giant because I was just looking up who Shaq was and I'm not a giant. I'm like a, I'm like a a gnome Mm -hmm. or something. But, uh, being a bigger guy as far as my frame and I'm six two, uh, that does, you know, that's one of my advantages is being able to have that burst of energy at at such a, a, a size that I am. Even at 330 pounds, you know, I have a burst of energy that's that. You know, I can hold my own when it comes to like basketball, volleyball, any sports I've played, done jujitsu, stuff like that. And uh, again, hopefully I can get back in jitsu soon. Uh, you know, I'm really tore up about it because I guess we can segue into the fitness portion then. Uh, because I look back at jujitsu and I didn't treat it right. You know, I I missed class and I, I, even when I could have made it, I missed sometimes. And it was also just because of my fitness level. Like I, I didn't try to get in shape balls in jiu-jitsu. I was just working with what I was then. Like I didn't try to eat better, you know, maybe a week or so I would, but I didn't try to eat better. So all the progress I made was with this, basically like if you took like a beat up old tire and put it on a car, it would still drive somewhere and get you from point A to B for a while. But there's a certain point where you're in a plateau and not be able to move any further. Uh, and I didn't even make it to that plateau like I was still progressing. Well, I felt like when I was consistent with the classes uh, When I was doing jiu-jitsu and I was 330 pounds, I wasn't losing any weight I wasn't gaining but I was still eating junk like crazy And you know, I'd feel horrible when I went into a class and started drilling and everything But I knew I'd get through it. So I think that maybe is just one of the things like I have heart uh, You know, that's something I know I'd have Uh, I, there's no quit in me. I can't do it. Like I'll collapse before I quit. And, uh, I let my weight affect that though. Like I let that get to me. And so that, that I kind of beat myself up about that because, uh, I think all of us are capable of more than what we think based on where we're at with our weight, our fitness levels. You know, you can always achieve more, but it's all comes out of discipline and what you actually want out of life and out of your body. And I, and if I break it down, like it's hard to say, and it's hard to hear, but I didn't want it. You know, you can say all day, oh no, I do want it. I did want it. I do, you know, oh, I want to be in shape. I want to do this. I want to do that, but you don't really want it if you're not doing what you're supposed to do to get it. And at the end of the day, I wasn't, and still am not doing what it takes to get to a place uh, Fitness-wise, you know, I d- before I got married uh, about four years ago, I was um, two hundred fifty pounds, about twenty-three percent body fat, I think. And again, like I said, I've never gone for aesthetic, so every bit of muscle I had was dense muscle that came from doing yard work, everything from yard work to deadlift, to running to uh, chopping wood. So all my strength was just just. Uh, strength workouts I didn't do anything else and I, I was strong like I, I, I was and I think I've retained some of that strength because the workouts that I've done uh, built muscle density rather than just some blowing up and aesthetic look but uh, I look back and I think to myself, you know I could have done way better if I would have just made a few adjustments to my diet and made some better choices when it came to what was on my plate I would have I would have gone a lot further Uh, and one thing I've always sacrificed uh, for uh, my endurance is I have a quick recovery time if I'm breathing hard I can usually I'm pretty good about stopping or even while I'm still going slowing down my breath making myself take those deep uh, deep breaths, holding them for a couple seconds and letting them out so that I can catch my breath again. And so I knew I could do that. So I knew that that would kind of be an attribute to my endurance. Even though my endurance wasn't great, I was like, I know I can quickly recover. And so I wouldn't work on endurance training. I would just do strength training. I did some like, uh, not long distance, but medium distance, uh, cardio and that did nothing for me. I wish I would have done sprints more often and like stairs. Uh but I didn't. So I got some work to do. I really do and I'm I'm trying to work towards doing that. About to move into an apartment this week. So uh it has a little gym there. I have a kettlebell and I'm going to I don't know, I just got to get on it, you know. If I have to work out in the evening, I have to work out in the evening. I like I prefer to work out in the morning. Uh, of course, like y'all have heard me in the past, that has proven to be a fail. I have not done good about working out in the eve- in the in the morning, uh, and also I, I was uh, listening to a podcast, the JRE again, and there was a guy on there. I can't remember his name for the life of me. Brandon Brand, I don't know, and uh, he was talking about how he does his intense workout in the mor- in the evening. So I thought maybe about like getting up in the mornings, maybe doing some, a little bit of yoga, maybe some, uh, a little bit of calisthenic work, but then doing my heavy set in the evening. Cause he was talking about how the body temperature and your strength, your grip strength is all peaked at that point. And so I figured I could do that and then eat a late dinner. Uh, and that would give me the opportunity also to get some carbs in and not feel bad about it. And I don't mean like go nuts eating cookies and stuff. But if I have pasta for dinner, it's not going to kill me because I've depleted that glycogen and that will re- replenish it. But then the next day I can do no carbs again. And I feel like that's kind of what I want to do because, again, ketogenic is very strict, no carbs whatsoever. And uh, there was a point in time, I do remember when I was doing jiu-jitsu, that I could not get my energy levels back up. After one round, like it could be a three minute round, I was dead. And I think it was because I wasn't consuming enough fat and it was just so hard to get that amount of fat in for me. Um, So I would either need to make sure I'm consuming enough fat or just try this other form of dieting, not really dieting, but I think it'd be easier lifestyle to follow. Uh, Just to give you a breakdown of what I'm Finally, kind of piecing together of what I want to do, um, which I I talk about it every week. I I make myself frustrated. I I get frustrated with myself. Anyways, basically, I want to do like an intermittent fasting, only about 12 to 14 hours, though, max. So I would stop eating probably around 9 o'clock at night, and I wouldn't eat again until like noon the next day. And I would eat again in that time period. Uh, maybe nine or 10 at night, I would stop eating. And then I wouldn't eat again until like noon or one the next day. And then once I've eaten at noon, I'll eat mainly like good proteins and some uh, colorful veggies throughout the day. And then at night I can have, after I do my workout, I'll have a, you know, whatever meal is made, whether it's tacos or you know, it still has a good source of protein, but maybe I have like tortilla or taco shells and I'll eat those carbs and, uh, see how that works for me. Cause I think that would give me the, uh, the satisfaction of having the foods I like to eat and being able to try new things without spiking my insulin levels and messing up my, uh, my, uh, blood sugar and all that. So Uh, Or spiking my insulin. I think I already said that but those type of things that I get worried about on the the ketogenic diet, so We shall see we shall see I'm gonna work on that. I'll get back to y'all on that I'm not gonna talk about it much more uh, Just because I really want to put action behind those words. I don't wanna I keep trying different stuff and falling off the bandwagon And it's really it's frustrating. It's embarrassing not like I don't care what other people think but for me, like, when I look in the mirror and see, like, how many times I've failed at getting a diet right or staying on track with a workout plan and a, and a uh, lifestyle change when it comes to food, it's really frustrating. And that's just, like, embarrassing to myself because, you know, at the end of the day, you don't do anything for anyone else. You know, yeah, maybe your family, but no one else. Like me, in my own self, I want to be fit. I want to get in shape because I have a daughter. Uh, I want to be able to be that dad that can play with her, run around with her and, and – and not be, like, dying after playing tag with her hide-and-seek with her one time at the park. Uh, So that that means a lot to me, and I haven't really been affected so much that I haven't been able to do that, and I think that's why I haven't gotten serious about the whole uh, lifestyle change uh, when it comes to food and exercise, because I can still run around with her. Yeah, I breathe a little hard, but I'm still good to go. And so, but I don't need to wait till it gets to the point where I can't breathe before I start working on it. Cause then, you know, by that time it's too late and you're working so hard to try to get back to where you are. It's just, it's a pain. And I'm, I'm experiencing some of that because I'm, you know, I'm 330 pounds and I'm at 27% body fat. That's, that's a lot of body fat to me. I thought it was higher, but this is, that's still a lot. Like I thought I was probably at like 34%. Uh, so to find out I was at like 27 was a, uh, you know, it made me feel better about it because I knew that I made my muscle mass a little higher, but, uh, the body fat percentage is still kind of high for my, uh, poundage. So I'm hoping to cut some of that fat. Oh, that's another thing about the ketogenic thing is the fact that I know that it will be fat that's burning. But I also believe if I were to do the low carb, high fat thing, that that would also leave me to be burning just fat during the day. And I might restore some glycogen at night when I eat the carbs, but in the morning when I get up and I do whatever, jump roping, shadow boxing, all that, that'll deplete those glycogen stores. And then bam, I'm back on no carbs. So, you know, I'm not sure. I'm, I I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm thinking about it. I'm going to do some trial and error kind of stuff, change up some things and just try some stuff out. Cause again, I don't believe I have this one to do ketogenic uh, diet fully. I'd love to, but I just know in myself, I don't have that discipline as much as I hate to say that. Uh, but that's enough about the ketogenic diet. I've talked about it probably every single podcast and I have done it probably two podcasts out of the 14 that I've got going now. Uh, um, fitness wise, since that's what we're on, I haven't really done much at all. Uh, I helped move some stuff around at the church. So I was lifting some heavy stuff, uh, which I enjoy doing. I like lifting heavy, weird objects. And our church has these planters that are made out of like metal and they're, they're, they're kind of heavy. They're not too heavy for me. And I think a lot of people misunderstand that. Like they think. I'm trying to look macho, and I'll lift something that's too heavy for me. It's going to hurt my back, but I don't do that. Like, if I know I can't lift something, I'll get someone's help. I don't have a pride issue when it comes to that or an ego. If I can lift it, I'm going to lift it. I'm not worried about getting help if I can lift it, you know? Uh, And I think people think that I'm just showing off, but I don't do that because I learned young. I had people that told me when I was young, look, there's two things you can't mess up when you're young because if you mess them up, you'll never get them back, and it's your back and your knees. And so... I listened to that. I don't know why because I didn't listen to any other advice anybody ever gave me, but maybe because it was fitness uh, I listened but Anyways, I listened to that from that day on, you know, I lift with my legs when I lift something I keep my back straight uh, If I feel any strain when I go to lift something in my like my back uh, Or my nether regions, then I put it down and I ask for help I have no problem doing that. It does not make me feel less of a man to ask for help Uh, now granted, I don't have to ask for help a lot, but I've always lifted heavy things. I enjoy it. I lift, I like lifting objects that are weird. I feel it strengthens muscles that don't normally get strengthened when you're just lifting like with a bar. Uh, like I have this big stone has to be at least like 60 pounds, probably 50 pounds. So it's not much, but it's weird shaped and it's weird to carry. So I, I think it's fun. I do like an overhead press with it. I'll do a, a, uh, tricep workout with it. Uh, eventually I'd pro- i I think I'd like to maybe run with it, but, uh, it just helps you build like those functional muscles that you normally wouldn't build with these stationary workouts. So that's why I love calisthenics, kettlebell workouts, uh, and lifting just really odd shaped items or like something that's like a sphere. If you try to lift a sphere that's heavy, like if you've ever seen those strongman competitions, That is so hard you have no edges to use your grip on You're you are using your hands and your body and you are lifting that that is a true lift because when you have edges you can kind of rely on the the strength of your fingers to kind of hold it there when you have no edges you're truly using every bit of strength you have to lift that 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 giant metal sphere so i guess it's metal maybe it's stone uh but I, i just i've always enjoyed lifting heavy things and so I don't think people understand the kind of, uh, training I've done in the past as far as like only doing strength training. And so they misunderstand that. Uh, there's a couple of people at my church when I lift heavy stuff, they know they're like, Oh no, he's, he knows he can lift it. And if I can't lift it, I'll get some help, you know? Uh, and sometimes things aren't heavy, but they're just a weird shape. So you get some help anyways, because they might be longer than your wingspan, uh, I don't think anyone should ever be ashamed about getting help. It's not worth your back. Your ego is not worth your back because then you'll never have it again. Once you mess up your back, I got so terrified one time because there was something, it wasn't even heavy, but I guess I picked it up wrong. I felt this little twinge in my back and it immediately went away. It was nothing, but I was so terrified. I put that thing down and I didn't want to carry anything else for the rest of the day. I was a little pansy uh, about it, but, uh, so I am, I have no ego when it comes to lifting things. Uh, just because I lift heavy things, I think people will assume that, but I do not want to mess up my back or my knees. And that's another thing about losing weight uh, that I've come to realize: like if I go up some stairs, I'll feel a little twinge in my knee, and I'm like, uh, "This weight on my knees is is getting to them," and so I need to work on that as well. Our apartments we're moving into have stairs though, so I'll probably do some stairs there. Has a gym I'll work out in, so I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm looking forward to what's to come because. Uh, as far as fitness is concerned, I'm, I'm really starting to progress forward a little bit. It's taken me a while to get that motivation back and to get that desire back, but I'm slowly but surely getting there. Uh, you know, I found my favorite quit, uh, my favorite quote I think I've ever read. Uh, and I think I've read it on the podcast before, but there's no talent here. This is hard work. This is an obsession. Talent does not exist. We are all equal as human beings. You could be anyone if you put in the time. you will reach the top, and that is that. I am not talented. I am obsessed. And I think that applies to me so so, truthfully, because I didn't I'm not born with genes. like I can get fat. Like if I wanted to right now, I will not want to. If I let myself go truly, I could probably be 400 pounds in the next year. I, I could. I could gain 70 pounds in a year. So I didn't get the genes that make me get in shape. I'm, I am a quick learner, and that's just because I have, if I have a desire to do something, I put my mind to it, and I get it done. But I, there's nothing that's just been given to me. Maybe my height. you know, I can't do anything about that. That was for my genes. I'm lucky I'm 6'2". I'd love to have been like 6'4", 6'5", but I'm 6'2". And I think that's everybody, though. I think everybody's like, oh, man, if I could just have a couple more inches, like, be a little taller. But uh, when I think about it, I'm like, you know, that's me. Like, there's no talent here. There's nothing I was ever just good at. I was never just good at football, even though I was big. I was never just good at basketball. Uh, I was never just good at guitar. I'm still not good at all three of those, I don't believe. Uh, Jiu-jitsu, I was never just good at. I didn't have any natural abilities. For example, in basketball, for some reason, I'm this big guy, right? This big frame, 6'2". I'm not a giant or anything, but I'm a pretty big dude. And I wanted to be like a point guard. Like, I wanted to be handling the ball and shooting and stuff. And I remember old school coming up to me. At, that's a that's this older guy at the park. And he's like, look, come here, young blood. Let me, let me show you something. Let me show you something. He's like, you don't need to be out there. That's not where you belong. And I'm like, what, what? Uh, like that's all I'd practice from video games. That's all these stupid little tricks you could do, and I'd practice those. I practice those, and he just told me he's like, stand right here and let me show you something. He said, when 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 I look at you, stick your hands out and catch the ball, and then just shoot. Then just put the ball in the basket, and that's what I did. And from that point on, all I worked at was being a center, being in the paint. And there were not many people that could take me down there And it's just because I focused and I worked on that position You would not see me at the three-point line. You'd not you'd not see me where the free-throw line is I was at the cent the paint as soon as we went to offense. I was at the paint if we were on defense. Yeah, I'm on my man or I'm in my uh, my zone, but I I was in the paint on offense never moved there again and it was so awesome because uh years later, I'm talking, he taught me that when I was like 15, I was probably 24, 23 when I went back to play, and he happened to be there, and he's like probably close to 55, still getting it though, still put a whooping on me, but I remember him being the one that blocked me, Our, I'm sorry, he was the one that was guarding me, And I just couldn't help like I was laughing and kind of smiling as I was getting guarded by him But I boxed him out The guy passed me the ball and I look up and make the shot on him And I just look at him. and I was like old school. You remember who taught me that and he said yeah Yeah, I remember I remember and we just kept playing it was probably the uh, Probably one of my highlights if I had a highlight reel of my life, that's definitely on it because it was just awesome he was laughing because he knew that I got him with what he taught me how to do and I had developed that skill so uh, you know then I could gain weight and I messed up my ankle because I was still trying to play like I was skinny trying jump up and rebound and come down on one foot when you weigh 300 pounds don't work out too well but uh, back to my point was there's no talent here. I work sweat for what I get. You know, every job I've had, I've worked my butt off to progress in. Uh, Guitar, I was not naturally good at guitar. As a matter of fact, I remember being a young kid and being told that I couldn't keep a beat. And when someone told me I couldn't do something, I was like, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to. And so I learned how to keep a beat. You know, I learned what rhythm meant, you know, that it was the beat of the song, and I was able to pick that up. And then with guitar, you know, I was like, okay, so this is a chord, this is a note, these are the scales, this is theory, blah, 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 and I worked my butt off. Uh, Probably one thing that is my biggest downfall, the biggest downfall I have, being completely transparent, is not sticking to something. Uh, I still play guitar, but I don't practice like I used to, so I have not develop my skills further like they should be right now same thing with basketball same thing with jiu-jitsu same thing in football uh which none of those really matter uh jiu-jitsu matters lots to me guitar does but like basketball and football don't matter to me at all um even volleyball i play once a week and i've learned you know how to set the ball spike it overhand serve uh you know do all this you know dig do all these things uh in volleyball that I had no clue of before. Uh, another sports example, I played ping pong at work. I was horrible. Now I know how to put spin on the ball. I know how to do a, a slam. I know how to serve where I want to serve the ball. So if you are talented, something good for you. If you're not, you just have to become obsessed with it. You have to want to be better at it. And at the end of the day, if you're truly honest with yourself, you'll know if you really want to be. You know, And that's what I've been kicking myself about lately is... This even comes down to like your spiritual life, your spiritual walk. Uh, If you believe in that, and I do, you know, I, I, I've lived by the Bible and living by the Bible means to read the Bible and pray every day to become more intimate with the Lord and and grow a relationship with him. And I haven't done that. I haven't done that consistently. And that tears me up inside too, you know, just like not doing jujitsu, uh, except for more so because, you know, I do believe in heaven, I do believe in hell. I believe they're very real places and I believe you go to one or the other. And uh there's a way to get to heaven and you have to follow it. I don't believe you just get there by saying, like doing patty cake with Jesus on Sunday and then back to it on Monday. So it's a very serious matter. So every aspect of life I feel like I need to get more serious in, so I know I segwayed right into the life section without even, uh, giving y'all an opportunity to be like, whoa, wait, not ready for that. But it's the truth. Uh, you have to, you have to want it. You, haha, That, that reminds me. Uh, brother Alan Oggs. That's his name. Brother Alan Oggs, I believe he wrote a book that says you got to have the want to. I believe he had palsy. I don't, uh, you know, I don't, don't quote me on that he had some sort of disease where his limbs would were he couldn't he couldn't control them parkinson's it was something of that nature and he didn't let him stop him he was a missionary or not a missionary an evangelist he traveled he had his own church he preached uh you know married had kids it's crazy you know he and, and he wrote a book called you gotta have the want to and that's true. Like in anything you want to do, there it is, right there. I said it without even thinking. In anything you want to do, if you don't want to do it, you're not going to succeed at it. And and let me clarify one thing: you can not like your job but want to do well at it. I'm in that position, being a, uh, at a at the company I'm with now, where I don't really like my job. You know, I'm not crazy about it. But I want to achieve great things there. I want to be there because it's for my family. It's not what I, you know, in like envision myself doing when I was 18, 19 years old. But I'm thankful for it and I want to, to progress there. I want to make something of myself with this company because it's it's for my family. It's for their well-being. It's for their the home that I'm going to be able to put over their heads, clothes on their back, food in their mouths. And so you can want something and and not truly and not uh it not be the place that you intended to be, so you can still want to to progress somewhere when you're not in the position that you necessarily uh want to end in, but you have to become content with where you are and that's a that's a big problem for me like I have a problem. With being content with where I am. I'm constantly trying to figure ways out. And sometimes you have to stop doing that because you'll, you'll miss opportunities when you're so focused on the future. Uh, cause you, you can't control the future. There's no way you can, you control the now. Each decision you make controls the next decision, the next step that you take. And you can't control the future. It's not a chess game. Life is not a chess game. I don't care what anyone says. Life is not a chess game. You can't be like, Oh, well, if I do this, this, and this, then I'll end up here. It's not how life works. There's always curveballs coming at you that aren't in chess. You know, I guess you could associate it with a, a game of chess, like thinking about if your opponent made a move you weren't expecting. But ultimately, life is a game of chance. Uh, you make the decisions that take you to the next step. And if you live, uh, in my opinion, and what I believe to be right in a godly life, and you live by the Bible, and you pray, and you read, you fast, you do all those things, that helps you make the right decisions so that you can have a uh, a sure ending, a sure way to go, a path to, to follow. And if you don't, then you're kind of running around in the dark. And that's makes for a lot of tripping, bumping into things and falling down, which I've also experienced. So uh, I have not been perfect by any means, but uh, you have to truly want to get to that place and then focus on where you're at. And become content with where you're at and that's hard to do because when you're looking at a future and you're like okay I need to make this much money I need to be doing this in order to support my family in this way like my wife she wants to be a stay-at-home mom where she doesn't have to work I understand that and if that's what she wants to do that's fine I want her to have that I have this goal in my head where I'm like okay and I'm constantly looking at the future like okay what can I do to get there what can I do to get there When I need to be focusing on the now and taking the steps now, that will help me get there. Because if I don't quit focusing on the future, then you don't see the now. You're too busy looking. Looking in the future is just as bad as looking in the rear view. Because if you're looking in the future, you still can't see what's right in front of you. You're trying to look past that. It's kind of like if you've ever looked through anything. Like if you look through something, it kind of makes it like, uh, your perspective on what's right in front of you off. If you ever hold your hand up in front of, hold your hand up in front of your face and like look at a wall behind your hand, the per- perspective of where your hand's at is really thrown off if you really get lost in just looking at the wall. But if you focus on that hand, then the perspective of the wall, it's still there. That future's still there. But you're looking at your hand now. You're looking at what's right in front of you. You're making that choice. You're making that decision And you're taking steps forward and uh, to me that's really the only way you can do it so I know I've kind of rambled on that but that's the life section for this episode so right at about 55 minutes I'm gonna go ahead and cut it off there guys I don't want to be on my soapbox too long and bore y'all to death but uh, thanks to everyone that listens again I hope you have a great week I love doing this I'm gonna continue doing it hopefully you know grow a following on this even if I don't ever make money on it you know maybe I'm helping somebody out there I don't know Um, but again thank y'all for listening I enjoy it and I'll talk to y'all next week you know what it is FKFL this is Colby your host the original Fat Kid for Life on Instagram the official Fat Kid for Life on Instagram the original FKFL on Twitter hit me up there uh, and I'll get at y'all next week I'm out.